0: Koinonia, Koinonia. K O I N O N I A. That is correct! Congratulations, Carthage. You are the
1: 2018 Scripps National Spelling Bee Champion.
2: Good for him. I was going to say something sarcastic and uh, mean spirited. Why would I do that? He's a kid who worked really,
3: really hard and achieved his goal. Well, we established in the last segment you're a bad person, so that might be your motive uh, for you know, yeah. The fine young lad. How old is he? I don't we know. know that? But uh,
2: as we read yesterday, these these uh, these champions regularly spend like six hours a day in addition to school studying and all weekend. Yeah, they don't do sleepovers and birthday parties with friends so they can study spelling words. Decide for yourself whether that's a good idea.
3: Jack Quinney is a Christian fellowship or communion with God, or more commonly, with fellow Christians. Back to me. <laughs> He's fourteen years old. Okay. Please welcome back to the Armstrong and Getty Show, Jens Eric Gold, editor in chief and co-developer of the Knife Media. See what they do is they look at uh, the news and try to tease out the bias and the spin and uh, analyze that, then just give you the plain old news. Hello, Jens. How are you?
0: Good, good morning.
3: How are you? I suppose the plain old news is not the verbiage you like to go with in describing what you do, so I apologize for that.
0: It's okay. Opinion is allowed on this show. I think.
3: Mm-hmm. Super. So uh, what story has your attention uh, uh, most today? Where did you see the most uh, fevered coverage or spin?
0: Well, we did, this morning we published an uh, analysis of Trump's speech in Nashville, which is interesting. We also did Roseanne Barr's um little debacle which has been this week
2: so how did you feel the media handled the roseanne Barr story
0: well what was interesting about that one was look it's understandable people would be upset the comments the tweets were, were offensive um but the media could just present the facts instead it sensationalized everything and added to their own opinions which can fuel the conflict more than just helping to resolve it or just reporting what happened
3: yeah the the thing that bothered me is some networks made the Uh, decision fairly early on to describe uh, her tweets as racist as if that was you know beyond any doubt self-evident how could there be any other explanation or um motivation it couldn't possibly be ignorance or stupidity or or ambient or whatever else um which strikes me as a bit of a uh, an editorial position but i suppose they all do that
0: and some outlets actually called her racist. I mean, according to the definition, that means that you either show prejudice against certain races or you believe that one race is superior to another. You would have to assess a lot of her comments, a lot of her behavior over time to really understand if that's true or really just talk to her herself. Like, you can't just presume it from one tweet. So it's a bit of a jumping to conclusions. Do
2: you have any examples of some headlines or statements made that you felt were not, well, that put you know too much opinion into it?
0: Well, on Fox they said Roseanne Barr is a racist. That would be one.
2: That, 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 that that's yeah, that's something.
0: Yeah. Or Barr went on a vitriolic and racist Twitter rant.
2: Yeah, interesting. And what would you have preferred? Or how would you have worded that to be the most fair?
0: Well what we do in our raw data is we just we just cite we just report the tweets themselves. And then we reported what ABC said in response. And then if you want to cite what other people have said on Twitter, that's okay, but you need to be careful, and you got to do it in a balanced way. Otherwise, you'll just, you just fuel the fire. See, the thing is is that this whole sensationalism, the media comes in and, and, and makes it worse, right, which can maybe serve the profit model. You get more clicks and all that, but it, it just fans the flames. Yeah,
2: well, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, there's no arguing about that. Uh, hey, it's unfortunate too, because this this stuff is is pretty serious. You know how well races get along in a country. the The history of that in the world is a pretty big deal. And the media trying to make it worse is not to anybody's benefit.
0: Yeah, and I think it, it promotes more just more outrage, and then more you know mudslinging on Twitter and uh, these different places, which in the end you know may just lead to more canceled shows, which doesn't have a good effect for you know the people on that show or, and others.
3: I like your, uh, whoops, uh, please work, uh, the top ten distorted headlines of the week. Yes. Uh, do you have those handy? I'm pulling them up. Okay, excellent.
0: Yeah, this is a feature we do every week where we, we, uh, our team culls, searches through all the media outlets and finds the, the, the most egregious, there you go, examples of distortion.
2: Hit us with your favorites.
0: So MSNBC, this is number one. MSNBC asks Sarah Sanders about Roseanne. Her response will make heads explode.
3: Hmm. I doubt it. That's from the Daily Caller. (laughs) I would have thrown in a literally, but other than that. (laughs) Literally make heads explode. (laughs) Uh, Hit number two. Number
0: two, HuffPost. Rudy gives up the game. Giuliani Mueller probe is no longer legitimate. Well, gives up the game. Suggests Giuliani revealed a plan that was meant to be kept secret. But that actually wasn't in the reporting that he tried to keep
2: it consistent. Well, you're absolutely right, but I think looking to uh, MSNBC and Fox, for instance, to to not be doing this is just not understanding their model. But well, and they I still object, deserve to be criticized for it, I suppose.
3: I object to calling HuffPo a news site at all, um, but I understand the, your, your analysis. Uh, go ahead. What's number three?
0: Number three, Fox News, how Trump forced a punt. NFL owners caved to president. So... The issue here is saying forced to punt and that NFL owners caved is dramatic and subjective. The president may indeed have influenced the decision. This is about uh, the national anthem, of course. But at what point do NFL owners' actions constitute them caving to him? So the word caving is subjective.
3: Of course. Oh, hey, I see number four is from the Washington Post, and it kind of involves you guys. It's uh, Pravda, Elon Musk's solution for punishing journalists. His idea yeah, that there should be objective analysis and ratings of journalists.
0: Right. So this is interesting, and this is, illustrates how a lot of the media covered this story. They're assuming that Musk's venture or his initiative, his, his intent is to punish journalists or to strike back at them for, you know, for having covered him in a, in a critical way. But, and maybe that is, but it, it could also be that he wants to improve the industry and, and evaluate media outlets. So they're discrediting what he's doing right off the bat.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He's a guy who's uh, ventured into a number of areas, including space travel and electric cars. Why not be interested in trying to make the media better? Uh, You should at least consider that that might be his motivation and not just to punish people who have written bad articles about him.
0: In our experience, a lot of journalists aren't so excited or receptive to uh, being evaluated.
2: Yeah, I'll bet. I'll bet you're right. Hey, uh, Trump's rally, I'm kind of interested in what you thought of the coverage of that, because anytime Trump has a rally, um, uh, the headlines often get my attention.
0: Yeah, so with this one, we actually analyzed both Trump's statements and the media coverage, because some of what he said uh, was either misleading or not not logical. What? Not logical?
3: (laughs) Are you suggesting that it was intended merely to stoke the passions of the audience, sir? (laughs) Give
2: me an example of Trump saying something that wasn't logical.
0: Uh, if you want your communities to be safe, if you want your schools to be safe, if you want your country to be safe, then you must go out and get the Democrats the hell out of office. There you go. Uh, there's a number. I mean, we break down the logic of that. You can look up the analysis. There's a number of logical issues there. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> I I, you know, I don't I don't know. Is there any point in doing this with populist political speeches? <laughs> I mean,
3: well, I don't know the the uh, po which we've mentioned only moments ago. Ah, uh, had their fact checker look at uh, where is it? Here it is. President Trump has made thirty two hundred and fifty one false or misleading claims in four hundred and ninety seven days. They say at an impressive rate of six point five claims per day. Um. So yeah, the stump speech being a little hyperbolic, a little political, as opposed to a recitation of facts. Yeah, yeah like I to, think we know. I'd
2: like to know what the number would be if you were being fair for any president. It, it might not be as high, but it'd be there'd be a lot of them. If you're going to use a standard of well, you can't verify that, or that's uh, you know that's an exaggeration. I mean, come on, that's what politicians yeah. do.
0: Well, when the media fact checks him, I mean that's a good thing. It's a good thing to fact check him, and that's important. But the problem is when they cover him, they add a lot of spin and bias and sensationalism and lack of logic themselves on top of it. So then it makes it hard to distinguish, right? And so that's what we did. We we then looked at how the media covered it, and oh, they added all this this spin on top of it.
3: Yeah, uh, not surprisingly, CNN was 47% spun. Oh, but that's that's actually, <clears throat> that's the best of it. Uh, AP was 56% spun, New York Times 59, and Fox News was 61% spun. Uh, presumably kind of sort of in favor of Trump in the case of Fox News?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or, or just dramatic, you know, Trump blasted them, you know, slammed Democrats, that sort of thing.
2: Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those words. Uh, you can only analyze things that actually happen. So maybe this isn't a, a question you even want to get into. But we were on the topic earlier. There's some really good economic numbers out today in terms of the unemployment rate. uh You know, how many jobs, that sort of stuff for the month that I feel like with uh, if Hillary Clinton or Barack Obama were still president, would be getting a lot of headlines, won't get as many headlines with is with, with with Trump. But we were wondering, would it get more headlines if, say, Mitt Romney was president, or, or has the media got so much antipathy toward Trump that they that they, that there's even less uh, um, credit given? Yeah.
0: Well, one important aspect of slant that sort of more meta is story selection. Itself. Sure, of absolutely. Course. We talk and about that all the time.
2: Cover. Yeah, we yeah. talk about that all the time. With I think that that where NPR people talk about whether or not NPR's is balanced, biased. Well, the bias comes in what stories they decide to cover or not cover, as you just mentioned.
0: Well, you mentioned the economy, and when the market started falling in, in January, uh, it was a huge story, right? And, and, and a lot of outlets likened to Trump. And you turn on CNN, and, and the, you know, the little market indicator was at the bottom throughout the entire day. But how about the last, you know, eight years when it's been a bull market constantly? That hasn't been in the news much. So, you know, it's what they choose to emphasize and when.
3: Uh, Jen's Eric Gold, editor-in-chief and co-developer of the Knife Media. Uh, Jens, thanks for checking in. Good to talk to you. You too. Thanks so much. Oh, sorry, a little premature on the trigger there.
2: For instance, only the Washington Examiner, which leans right, uh, bleeped me with the headline just in, black unemployment fell sharply to 5.9%, beating out the previous record low of 6.6%. Record low unemployment for blacks. You don't think that'd be a giant headline if Barack Obama
3: were president? It's not a story at all. I'd like to see, honestly, you know, they're doing top ten lists at the Knife Media. I'd like to see the top ten stories uh, covered by each of the news outlets. Yeah, that's kind I, of interesting. I just think, and, and listen, I don't, I'm not mad about it or anything. I think it would be useful for everybody to look at, wow, I wonder what that story is, because my favorite uh, outlet that hasn't mentioned a word about it. So CNN, we've got CNN's first story
2: ever on this day in 1980. Maybe we'll hit you with that coming back. That's wow. kind of interesting. Um, Wolf Blitzer is an idiot. I had a comment. Oh yeah, I, I think judging MSNBC for shading the the headline is is as dumb as jamming the president for shading things one direction or other. I, I don't know. At some point, you're you're saying the cow mood. There are other ways he could have communicated it. Right? Yeah.
3: I think we all know
2: what they yeah. are. Yeah. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation.
4: the armstrong and getty show
3: well i'm running down the road trying to loosen my load i got seven women on my mind you know i think you know when he got the rebound he probably could have laid it up um but nonetheless, you know that's that's a part of the game, you know, being being locked in and I mean, you got to know the score.
2: Yeah, that is part of the <laughs> game. You got to know the score. That's Draymond Green. Yeah, he could have. I was just watching it again. He was right under the basket with basically nobody there. Yeah. The most likely outcome would have been he laid it up and there's still a couple of seconds for the Warriors to call timeout and then try to do some long court, something or other, which would have been very difficult. Right. But right. that's the most likely
3: outcome. He could have been fouled. There was all sorts of things that he could have missed, obviously. But like three of the four possibilities were good for the Cavaliers. Taking the ball and dribbling it in the wrong direction as the clock expired. There were no good outcomes. For and the they Warriors would have
2: there. stole game one on the opposition's court as the biggest underdog in the history of the NBA Finals, which <laughs> is a huge deal. Yeah. wow would it change the whole thing yeah well you didn't know what the score was you got got other things to do so it was on this day in history in 1980 that cnn debuted this this is what their first story sounded like well let's hear this first Good evening. I'm David Walker.
4: And I'm Lois Hart. Now here's the news. President Carter has arrived in Fort Wayne, Indiana for a brief visit with civil rights leader Vernon Jordan. Jordan is in serious but stable condition now at Parkview Hospital. I he had, is recuperating from the gunshot wound suffered early Thursday morning. I had forgotten no that. On...
2: I'd forgot that it was Dave and Lois. Yeah. Who we're the first anchors on CNN, who we know right. who we know. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Wow,
3: that was a long time the ago.
2: The lovely and talented David Lewis, who are now retired, but yeah. Uh, yeah.
3: Beautiful people. Um, Fabulous people.
2: Duh, I, do, I was a child, but I do <clears> remember <throat> thinking, does anybody need news all day long and all night long? And now there are I many channels, it. and we all need it all the time.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't, I was aware of it at the very, very beginning. Certainly, you know, come Iraq War I and, and, you know, some of the global tumult began. Well, geez, that's I was a digging it. Decade later.
1: Right. Right. I have only existed in a world where there's been 24-hour news. Yeah. There's no need
2: I for it. I pity
3: you.
1: There's no need for it. <laughs> there really, <laughs> really isn't. If you
2: found out the headlines the next morning in the newspaper, you'd be perfectly fine with almost everything. In terms of your attention span, you'd be much better off.
1: I didn't hear a lot of, uh, or enough sensationalized outrage in that. I'm I'm really glad they, they ramped that up over the years. When have you crossed the
2: line with eating? I went down and I ate a donut. So Michael tells me there's donuts in the break room. So what do I do? I walk down there and I get a donut and I eat it. Now I feel sick and I regret it. Now mm. what I would like to do is throw it up. And get it out of my purge, body. Purge, baby, purge. Because the only thing that's good about a donut, I've already accomplished. Everything else is downside from here. Right. Why would I keep that in my stomach? The tasting, the chewing, the swallowing. Done. Check. Now all I've got is fat, sugar, and guilt. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what's guilt. The, is there really real downside to throwing it up other than it might be... Uh, opening the door to that becoming a habit but what if i just do it this once the once it
3: won't hurt you right it really sick to my stomach and actually, i threw up yesterday
2: but could i keep it to once or do i tomorrow night eat you know too much pizza and think i
1: might have, i threw up yesterday it wasn't that big a deal i think i'll throw up this you pizza throw your back out doing like one of those yeah
3: convulsion ah my back yeah <laughs> like everything else it gets harder as you get older I don't know. I really want to throw this donut up, though. I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, let's establish a little context. Marshall brought home the bacon because he had a big scratchers win. Did you eat something? I ate half of the burrito. I didn't eat the whole oh, thing. Those things are big as your head, though.
2: Well, I ate half of
3: it. Well, so and you only had, had two up meals. Donut.
2: <laughs> but because I've got the self-control of a freaking alligator, I walked down the hall <laughs> and ate a donut. Right. But I wasn't e- I don't need a donut. And you know what?
3: Luckily, I've been blessed. I can afford a donut. If I wanted one, (laughs) I'd have to eat them just because they're free. (laughs) And because they're present. Back to your alligator analogy. Look, a baby hog. Why'd you eat that child?
2: Because I'm an alligator. Right. it, It was there is why. God dang it. This is my lowest point as a human. Wow! This is my lowest point right now in terms of feeling my feelings about myself. It's kind of a red-letter day.
3: Yeah. I've never, oh. felt,
2: I've never felt worse about myself than I do right
3: now. And it's exciting that this is a Friday, so we can all wonder over the weekend, will you come back at a lower point yet on Monday, or <laughs> will you have it. rebounded?
2: She oh, speaking of the lunchroom. some long-term thinking. <laughs>
3: Speaking of lunchroom, I want to know what's going on. So our Keurig machine, or as my little brother pronounces it, Keurig, because he insists on the proper German pronunciation. <laughs> um, it, so it broke down, and uh, and Paul the engineer hooked up a new one. And it is gleaming and pristine and perfect looking. And it's kind of shiny and new and exciting. Except the chrome handle which looks like an eight-year-old, came inside from playing in the mud, ate a peanut butter sandwich, <laughs> then began aggressively picking his nose before he grabbed the handle. What? Who Who around here is that filthy? You work with beasts. Yeah, got, there's gook all over yeah. it. Who walks around with gook dripping from their hands? I'm not talking about fingerprints. I'm talking about g- garbage. Fluids, <laughs> semi fluids, gels. <laughs> mm. It's like I say to my eight year old
2: you, know, you get a pass at a certain number of early years in your life, but at eight, like, look at the peanut butter container now that you're done with it. Peanut butter all over the top of the lid, and the outside of the pot. Bo- yeah,
3: is that the way it was when you got there? Mm. <laughs> and uh, as I said many times to my children, was one of the reasons they love me so much who do you think ought to clean that up? Hmm. When do you think they ought to do it? Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Al Trump launching a Twitter attack
3: on Canada
4: this morning. Big question. Where is the first lady 22 days in counting since her last public appearance? And we've, got, and we've got another major company spreading the tax reform wealth. I thought
2: Melania had that uh, surgery thing. It's perfectly reasonable to be out of sight. Listen to Marshall's spin and bias. Shocking. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: I'm always home. Me-
2: From the text line, Jack, I've been listening for a long time. You've had lore moments. Oh, thank you. Thank you for that. It's <laughs> a little perspective. Uh, Michael the a-hole didn't need to tell you there were donuts. Would he tell an addict, hey, there's some heroin just outside in case you wanted to know?
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's Michael's fault. Sure. Blame me. I Like
2: I told my wife the other night, uh, I said, if I try to eat another piece of pizza, I want you to punch me in the throat. Wow. I got to do that.
3: Mmm. Mm. Um That would be a, rather an extreme thing to do. Speaking of extremes, Jack, Google... Perhaps you've heard of them. Google, on their results for the California Republican Party, listed Nazism as one of the primary ideologies of the party. <laughs> as of yesterday morning, Nazi Germany, with the primary elections approaching. Wow. Google has apologized. More on that to come. How much
2: trouble is Samantha be in? Is it growing or not? I'm going to try to check in on that. As A couple of big sponsors jumped out last night from her show. We're calling Ivanka Trunk a feckless C-word. More on that coming up. Right now, news with Marshall Phillips. Well, we
4: got President Trump ripping Canada over trade this morning. Trump tweeting today, Canada has treated the U.S. agriculture industry very poorly for a long time. He demanded Canada open their markets and remove trade barriers. Trump open is, them, a. Eh? Trump is hitting Canada, Mexico, and the European Union with steep tariffs on steel and aluminum imports. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said the U.S. actions defy common sense. These tariffs will harm industry and workers on both sides of the Canada-U.S. border, disrupting linked supply chains that have made North American steel and aluminum more competitive.
1: There you go. Trudeau,
2: Trudeau to the sandbox
3: to <laughs> finish playing.
2: Boy, there are a lot yeah. of detractors to this policy, and it's a... Uh, Going to be interesting to see how this plays out before US. the next presidential election.
3: I, I have a strong feeling it's yet a tr- another Trumpian bargaining maneuver, and it's far from the what the end policy will be. Right. Okay. You know, there are times though that I worry that you can walk away from developing a golf course or a hotel or, or a tower or, or what have you. Just say to hell with it and tear up the project. Right? You can't say to hell with trade for, with Canada.
2: A university, you can walk away or, from
3: that. Or a, <laughs> a stake. Um, but you you can't do that with trade with the EU. So I, while I'm way, way, way more charitable than a lot of the mainstream media about some of these trade policy uh, you know maneuvers, I do have some level of worry that he's uh, maybe in over his head. But we'll see. We'll have to find out.
4: White House says Melania Trump will not be joining her husband when he heads to the Camp David presidential retreat for the weekend. Mm. Her absence marks 22 straight days without a public appearance by the First Lady following her recent hospitalization.
2: Well, she was hospitalized for a week.
3: That's not a, you know, I don't know what exactly she all had done,
2: but that's not a minor problem here in the hospital
3: for a week. Well, it was claimed that what she was in for was quite a minor problem indeed. Very routine, they say. Right? So something ain't fitting. Yeah. right. and we
2: have no need to know. No. So them not telling me is fine, but yeah, it's, it's not necessarily a scandal that having been in the hospital for a week... Two weeks ago, she doesn't go on vacation with her, right?
4: Yeah, she was in there for now. Kidney. At the
2: same time, there have been a bunch of stories about him fornicating with porn stars and playmates in the news. <laughs> and you know, I don't know about everybody else, but my wife might not go on vacation with me either if that story broke.
3: Well, maybe she's gotten plastic surgery, changed her face, and she's now living under an assumed name. It's yeah. possible. She was in uh, the hospital for a kidney condition, stayed
4: there for five days. So, anyway, Milani has been in missing in action. Boy, I tell you, I had one of those donuts filled with jelly, and it is doing a number on my
1: throat now. That's an
2: abomination. They should not put anything inside a donut.
1: <sighs> a Costco. fat, fat sugar bomb. Well done. Yes, yeah, indeed. A donut, by definition, has nothing in the middle. Yeah, I yeah. know. I did. It bothers Wrong. me.
3: The jelly donut is one of the leaps forward for mankind. Yeah, it's gross. one of the, the the very high points of the 20th century, together with rocketry and the splitting of the atom. You. Warriors took the opening game of the NBA
4: Finals last night with their 124-114 overtime win over the Cavaliers at home in Oakland. Warriors overcoming and, and they shouldn't have. So that you know that
2: doesn't get enough attention. The most lopsided favorite in NBA Finals history with the so-called greatest team ever should have lost. It took an, um, the biggest screw-up right, ever in NBA Finals history to keep him from losing.
1: If yeah. it wasn't J.R. Smith who is perpetually boneheaded, it would have been, was was the fix-in, was the take-on. How could yeah. he have been so, yeah. you know, it's only because he is such an absent-minded player that
3: it's, ah, <laughs> oh, it's just Jr. Wow, wow. <laughs> so he was the perfect one to pull off the plot.
4: With the score tied, the clock winding down, J.R. Smith grabs an offensive rebound off a missed free throw, and instead of putting the ball right back into the hoop, he to takes win it out. The game, he takes it out as if he thought his Cavs were winning instead of tied. Actions leaving the announcers confused. I think the Warriors will take that under the circumstances. Wow. Over the last
2: 2 minutes. Just wow. It's it's better than him making
4: the free throw and having a one point. Lead. This is them trying to process Jordan it as shot they watch the read. Yeah. We've got 5 more minutes. What a crazy finish. J.R. Smith thought they had the lead. He dribbled it out to yeah. midcourt. What, what is he doing? Well, that's J.R. Smith. He
1: thought they had the lead. You can see him mouth to LeBron. I thought we were up. God, that hurts. Oh, man. that hurts. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news.
4: I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. And LeBron had
1: 50-whatever 50 points. 51. Fourth most uh, points in NBA Finals history. The only person to score more than 50 and have his team lose. If only they would erect a board
3: with the score. <laughs> Then the players would know. He was baked. Clearly.
2: Hey, well, what are you going to do? Come back and play again on Sunday? You're
3: going to taunt him every second of the game, Warrior Nation, by shouting the score at JR. It's 48 43, JR! Just constantly through the whole game on the bench, on the floor. <laughs> A couple of major
2: clients have pulled out a Samantha Bee's show for what she said about Ivanka Trump. We'll play that if you haven't heard it. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Armstrong and Getty. The conscience Of 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 the nation.
4: The wind.
2: Do something about your dad's immigration practices,
0: you feckless. C-. He <laughs> to
2: you. Samantha Bee used to be on The Daily Show, has her own show now on TNT. She called Ivanka Trump a feckless C-bomb, which has caused many people to find out what the word feckless means. So it was an educational moment. Which is very excited. which means, uh, what, incompetent, not getting anything accomplished? Uh,
3: yeah, good for nothing is a pretty good Good for though. nothing, okay.
2: Yeah. Uh, Samantha B. These Why are all, I could get initiative? Twitter has become, like, the go-to for uh, uh, erupting news events. So these are all from Twitter. Samantha B., I would like to sincerely apologize to Ivanka Trump and to my viewers for using an, ex- an expletive on my show to describe her last night. It was inappropriate and inexcusable. I crossed the line, and I deeply regret it. Okay, Megyn Kelly tweeted, "This is disgusting. How is this acceptable? And how are we expected to take any of these publications seriously if they gleefully repost something like this at the same time that they rightfully condemn Roseanne?" You know the saying, "Love is love, well, hate is hate." It's kind of interesting. Well, I, everybody retweeted the, or at least had a screen capture of Roseanne's tweet to show this is what happened mm-hmm. about the publications re, you know, having a link. Here's Samantha Bee saying the same thing right yeah
3: i'm not troubled by any of that really
2: donald trump tweeted why aren't they firing the no talent samantha b for the horrible language used on our low rating show a total double standard but that's okay we're winning and we will be doing so for a long time to come auto trader which advertised heavily with the show said thank you to those reaching out regarding our sponsorship of full frontal that samantha b's show uh we do not accept uh or we find what she said unacceptable. As a result, we have suspended our sponsorship with Samantha B. Uh, there is another car thing that did that too. I think um, sponsor TBS Network. Samantha B. has taking the right action. I think
1: it was State Farm was State yeah. Farm. Yeah.
2: That's right. State Farm Insurance is no longer advertising. Um, T- TBS Network said those words should not have been aired. It was our mistake too, and we regret it. Yeah, she taped her show ahead of time, in front of an audience and camera people and everybody else there who seemed to think it was okay. Yeah. And then they aired it later that night, and it was on the website. And, I mean, so there were a lot of people who heard it before the hubbub started that thought it was okay. Herman Cain jumped in with his tweet. Hey, I, at TBS Network, shall I assume that the Samantha B cancellation news will come later today? No, you don't care that this poor man's Jon Stewart's is completely horrible? Okay, then.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Herm. <laughs> Thanks for for your contribution to the discussion. Michael Moore, ha! The White House today,
2: still not denouncing Roseanne's racism, tries to confuse the issue by going after Samantha Bee's brilliant rant against Ivanka last night. Watch it here, and he has a link.
3: Shut up, you big idiot.
2: You would see m- the vast majority of people, Michael Moore not included, left and right say she was over the line.
3: Well, and as I uh, griped about earlier, her, her, her entire premise was wrong. Trump is putting kids in cages. I've seen the pictures, and they're separating kids from their, their parents. This is barbaric. None of those are changed policies. They're just, well, the picture was of the Obama administration, but they're just enunciating the policy in the hope of, uh, of discouraging people from coming to the border with their kids. In, in the full context of the joke,
1: she does admit that this is an Obama policy
3: and even tells, tell hey, Ivanka,
1: tell your dad it was an Obama thing. Maybe that will get him to change the policies. It's, it's, yeah. it's being at least Disgusting. Right. It. Okay. Yeah. So
3: she did throw that in. But, it, but it, nonetheless, in what sense is Ivanka a feckless C for posting a picture of her kissing her baby and not what interceding on immigration? That's just immigration law that's been around for a long time. Right. That,
2: I, I wish we could get there with the immigration thing. If you think separating the kids from the parents is wrong, then advocate changing the law. It has been the law for quite some time. And was enforced sometimes under Barack Obama. Uh, So change the law. Argue for that. Quit acting like Trump's doing this by
4: himself.
3: Right. Well, most people don't see policy as policy. They see it as a uh, a, a brick bat to whack their opponents with. They don't care about the actual policy. They just want their tribe to win, which is what makes me nuts about politics. Although, you know, I've come to accept it, and so now I just kind of do you remember look hur- at it going by and then go back to my regular life?
2: Do you remember Hurricane Sandy? Well, it was six years ago, and somebody had a. Was the New Jersey one right? Somebody had a real estate sign in their yard uh, when the uh, hurricane hit, and it had just was just found in France uh, the other day, thirty five hundred miles away. <laughs> six years later, the real estate sign from the front yard in New Jersey was found in France. I don't know what that. I'll know. be
1: dang. It means it's a sturdy sign. That's what that means.
2: That's the only ending to that story. I'll be
3: dang. <laughs> <laughs> well. What do you know?
2: Is it wind? Something is the end of that story.
3: <laughs> How about them tides? What with their floating and stuff. Hmm. So you have um, Vice News is reporting on this less than a week before the California primary. Google listed Nazism as the ideology of the California Republican Party. <laughs> <laughs> now that's somebody
2: trolling. So is the is the story that it it was it managed to stay up so long?
3: Uh, partly, yeah. Google. Um, in the knowledge panel, you know if you, you Google something and, and they have, like, a panel that pops up? Um, <clears throat> it provides easy access to information, to search results. Google was showing Nazism as a, quote, ideology of the party as of Thursday morning, yesterday morning. The word Nazism was hyperlinked to a secondary page that shows Nazism along with other ideologies of California Republicans like conservatism, market liberalism, fiscal conservatism, and green conservatism. Uh, California voter uh, blah blah blah. Green conservatism. Yeah, I think I thought it was called uh, market environmentalism, or I can't remember, but um, it's actually an interesting topic. Google it. You'll come up with Nazis. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Voters looking for information by searching California Republicans or California Republican Party were getting Nazism next to their search results until Google took the listing down later Thursday after a query from wife, uh, from, uh, I'm sorry, vice news. Uh, the listing is provoking outrage among uh, Republicans who already believe Silicon Valley tech giants are stacking against to get against, uh, against them, the deck against them. They believe that because it's true. Uh, halfwit Republican Kevin McCarthy of California, the House Majority Leader, said, quote, it is disgrace that I, I amended their verbs. I inserted a word there <laughs> a little bit. But, it is disgraceful that the world's largest search engine has labeled millions of California Republicans as Nazis, said Kevin McCarthy. Et cetera, et cetera. Uh, The company's knowledge panel at the top of its search results is often populated at least in part with information from Wikipedia. But the words Nazi or Nazism do not appear in the current Wikipedia page for the California Republican Party. It's unclear how long Nazism yes. has been listed under the ideology section and if it got there via automation, a third party trickster or a Google employee gone rogue. Nazi Germany. That's right. Um,
2: We just got two texts that are interesting. One is, damn, that Pete's coffee. Anyone have an Oxycontin to slow me down? I hear you. Oh, boy. some strong coffee. <laughs> and uh, got this text. Don't forget the audience's glee at Samantha B dropping the
1: feckless C. Yeah that, yeah, that was funny in her apology side. I would like to apologize to my audience. He's like, no, your fans loved it.
2: Yeah, well, well, clearly your fans loved it. Your bosses, your cameramen,
3: everybody there, everybody that posted, everybody was fine with it. I'm sure there's a network standards and practices wrap there. That's, that's essentially a network sensor um, during taping because there always is. Yeah, so everybody said, "Yeah." Do, do I understand the C bomb actually aired? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's TBS. They don't fall under the same FCC jurisdiction.
1: She, she says the F word in that same joke. She says the S word in that same joke. And it
2: airs on cable news. Oh yeah, all the
1: time. But why did John John, TV, S- yeah.
2: John Stewart it bleeped out most of the time?
1: It's up. It's up to the individual shows. Okay. And the like South Park does it all the time. The, like they're under no pressure from FCC. They don't fall under the same public so, broadcast thing. It's only advertising pressure and audience pushback hmm, I, that stops I, cable companies from doing that.
2: I like that. I like that as a standard. But. Man, that's that's too that's harsher than I think ought to be on television, but whatever. That doesn't matter. The fact that the crowd cheered like crazy, though, shows you how they would not think, oh my God, we may have gone too far. Right.
1: <laughs> it, not only did they not disapprove, they howled with glee right, like when it happened. Right, right. Yeah. Super yeah. happy about Just
3: it. Remember that people who disagree with you. Aren't good people who've come to different conclusions because of their life experience, etc. They're bad people whose motives are evil. So any attack on them is justified. I mean, that's the attitude there. Well, the flip side of until you get busted. Well, the flip side of that to me was
2: there. There's a show that showed right there that there's an audience for that sort of thing. So let it exist, and if it gets enough viewers, <laughs> and advertisers want to advertise to those viewers, fine. I don't know. I did, that doesn't. Doesn't bother me that much. Yeah. You, you won't yeah. have a huge audience, but you'll have enough of an audience to make a living, and there'll be enough people there that some advertisers will want to reach them. Has Mel
3: Gibson uh, commented on the Samantha B. Show, Michael? <laughs> you
1: fucking wow. glum. Wow. Oh, Mel.
3: Mel. <laughs> wow, Mel, you're not
1: helping. When they go low, you go high, Mel. No, he
2: doesn't. <laughs> <The one> that, <laughs> he doesn't. The Mel Gibson rant that comes up in our household a lot is the you're a pain in my ass. Stop being that. Mm. <laughs> We're talking about like the dogs getting into the garbage or
0: what should I do then?
2: Stop
1: saying that! <laughs> <laughs> Those tapes need to be studied in psychological classes for decades. Yes. You know,
3: I heard something very, very funny on that same uh, level the other day, but I'm not sure it translates without the actual obscenity. It was a cop buddy of mine talking about an actual radio transmission that was, what the F? Over. And <laughs> <laughs> so- become a bit of a catchphrase.
2: Major political candidate running for governor of California in studio coming up for those of you who get the fourth hour on the Armstrong and Getty Show.